Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe, your home for pro wrestling talk every week right here on the network. Matt Johnson with you, and as always, alongside Christopher Chavez. That's me. <laughs> Brother. And uh, my man, Johnny Townsend. Hey, uh, I just noticed our low ratings, and I'm going to blame you too. <laughs> oh, you're not going to blame the empty stadiums? Nope, I'm not going to blame that. I'm not going to blame a pandemic. I'm not going to blame myself. That is you two. <laughs> well, that's good shit. And by you two, I mean the band. I'm blaming the band you two. Uh, you know, they haven't put good out a new safe, album in a while safe. and forced us to download it, and that is their fault. <laughs> nice save, Johnny. Nice save. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're back here. Pro wrestling, uh, of course, crazy times means... Crazy pro wrestling stories coming out of the WWE, and this week has been no short of uh, no short of craziness. Like Johnny's making reference to this uh, this <laughs> this week, it, it, it apparently uh, Vince McMahon blamed the poor ratings on his current superstar lineup. Uh, it is, dude. It's it, it's too funny. After- I got it's it's. After letting go a bunch of really good talent, then he blames it on the fact that the <laughs> roster he has at the moment. You yeah. could argue, you could argue, talent wise, right now, the WWE has the most talent it's ever had, and it's just funny to me. I said this to you guys in our group text. It's really funny to me how this man blames the people that he himself is is supposed to build up. 
I know. Right. His job. Be like a like a coach, like a football, like a sports coach, or like a general manager. We got to build them up so they can perform the perform the best. Yeah. No, our roster stinks because Brock Lesnar's not coming out. Get the get the fudge out of here. All right. Yeah. Get out of here with that nonsense. That is awful. Uh, and I mean, there's a slight chance that it might have been misquoted, but coming from Vince McMahon, I 100% believe it. Uh, it's and what a slap in the face to the talent, man. First of all, you cut talent, and then the ones that are left behind, you're saying you guys are the reason we're not filling up. We're, we're our numbers look bad, and it's 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 mind blowing, man. Like how not only do you already alienate the t- talent that's st- stuck around because some of them were so shocked at, at the the cuts that were made. You know, they lost some really good friends that they're there to them. They're not going to see them for a while now. Uh, yeah. And now your boss is also saying you suck. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Report, there's already been reports that morale is quite low in WWE. And I'm sure this is not remotely <laughs> helping things. Just how throwing do, that out there. How do you think uh, Triple H is handling this? Is, do you feel like he's like... Uh, oh man! Freaking if, out. If you judge SmackDown by how he's handling it, not well. <laughs> <laughs> That's that okay. They just got, they just thing. Yeah. they just put him over this weekend. It's his 25th anniversary of sort being of. Triple H. So. Did you watch it? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. No. So on Twitter <laughs> they put him ex- over. I'll try to explain it as best I can. The final segment, like they saved the last segment as kind of. Uh, I mean, they were showing uh, video things all throughout SmackDown, and those were actually fine. But the very last segment they saved for Triple H it was supposed to be his big celebration, and it was just all these people like were who were like FaceTiming in or whatever you want to call it, uh, or zooming in, I guess is what the kids say now. And it was just them making all these inside jokes and stuff, and it was just like he was being roasted in a way, but it wasn't a good roast because there was no professional comedians involved. Wow. Yeah, it was really weird and strange, and I kind of recommend it just because of how weird and strange it is. But I don't recommend it because it's not good. <laughs> I heard, <laughs> I heard there was some weird like little interaction between he and Shawn Michaels doing this whole special distancing or social distancing uh, thing. Yeah, they yeah. went, they were doing their whole thing, the whole stick. Like, I got two words for you, and then Shawn goes, "Social distancing, bro," or something like something along the lines of that, which is pretty humorous for DX standards, but. Um, uh, I, I, do you think Triple H <laughs> booked this himself? Do you think he's like the type of person who books himself a, an anniversary like celebration? I don't. I I want to say yes, but also at the same time, we literally had this week Vince McMahon blaming the current talent, and <laughs> in his head, he's thinking that the older talent is the way to go because they were at one time really over, and the ratings were a lot better. And so I'm assuming that maybe he probably said, "Yeah, we need to do this. This is a great idea." But, like, there's only a few times that I even remotely chuckled. Like, the one time Ric Flair told him, hey, don't let Sean super kick you. Like, that was great. Like, I like that. <laughs> but then, like, they were sitting there making fun of Shawn Michaels' lazy eye and stuff. And oh, like, God. Why? Why are you doing oh, this? Oh, my That's God. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this really what it's come done, down to? And it wasn't even done in a clever way. It wasn't even that funny. It, it was... Oh, uh, man. I... I just, I just didn't understand it. It felt like, uh, I remember a lot of times when I was watching WCW and I got old enough to be, uh, quote unquote, in the know, and the NWO would be out there, and Kevin Nash is really big on this, uh, of like talking kind of uh, in code in a way, like, like like they're doing a promo, but they're also saying a lot of backstage behind the scenes stuff Oh yeah, that you may or may not know, and that's what this whole thing felt like to me. That's weird. That's usually yeah. how it goes, though. I mean, you, they always do segments all the time, and they, it always feels like they're 
they're pulling back the curtain, right? It, it, it legit always feels just like that. Always feels like that. Yeah. When that, when that whenever but they then, do any segment. But then they'll turn around and say, hey, we want you to think this is real and that this is a sport. Like, you got to make up your mind. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's, it's so one way or the other. It's confusing, <sighs> but I know. It's Wrestling, rough. man. Yeah. It is. <sighs> Coronavirus might might finally wipe out WWE, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, we'll this see, might... man. <laughs> no, he'll just keep cutting talent. He's got plenty more talent to cut, so he can save more and more money. Or he'll just be making some, like, continue to make just the more and more, like, the worst decisions of all time. Like, we were talking about it right yeah. before we started with this thing happening with Drake Maverick. When we talked last week about all these guys that were released i think we discussed how his was kind of sad to see the, this video promo that he cut with him you know basically red-eyed and crying and talking about wanting to support his family and now this week it's coming out that he might it might be an angle like what that's the heavy discussion they, they've really pushed his story hard and he might have i forget what the phrasing was worked himself into a shoot or i think it's vice versa than that um, I'm sure those tears were legit. Cheated himself into a work. I think that's. I think that's the, probably the way. <laughs> yeah. how it's shot himself go. into a work. Shot himself into a work. I like shooted. Shooted. Uh, <laughs> he, I, it, the, I, I 100. I would would not be surprised if those tears were real, but uh, he does have yeah. something going for him. He's been. He's had the hardest pushback though, and I don't know if that's because he's being told to, or he's legit like worried and scared like hey i'm not done yet uh you know or he already thinks he's got you know he's gonna he's not gonna find a job somewhere else uh he yeah, what, what if what if because I, I do know that a lot of these matches were already recorded i think i think it's what somebody had said and uh so before he was let go um what if this is i, I guess this is what i hope and i could be way wrong i hope well this is weird to say this that i hope this but i hope that this video that he recorded was real because if it's not, he's one heck of an actor. Oh yeah. Uh, but also, um, I hope, I mean, if it's real, what if like that video was so big and they realized it was actually really good that they said, you know what, maybe we'll bring him back. But he really was fired at one point. That's, that's kind of the direction Possible. I'm leaning towards because as bad as WWE is with booking, um, <laughs> they usually don't miss out on a good opportunity to make money. And this story has wrote itself. You, yeah. People are going to pay attention if Drake Maverick is still popping up around after that tearful video. And as much as we say, oh, how dare he work us like that? Um, I think people would still tune in because I think it's a feel good story right now. So I I, I don't know. It, it'd be worth it. It's almost it, it's weird. There's 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 a couple different takes to this because one, it, yes, it, it could be a very good storyline. and It would be great if J- Drake Maverick can legitimately get himself back into a job position. But two, if it's a work, eat shit, Zack Ryder. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> eat shit to those guys. Like, come on. like, Because look at it this way. If it was, if if Drake Maverick legitimately, um, you know, did this, well, he did this video out of realness, and he ends up getting his job back. What does it say about Zack Ryder who tried to shoot get himself over back in 2011 with doing a YouTube channel and then Vince McMahon's like not enough that's not happening. What does that say? Uh, you know, like, I'm I'm glad if that's the case that Drake Maverick breaks through and, and can get himself over to the point where he gets his job back. But uh, like a guy like Zack Ryder who did he did he used social media to get himself over and super popular and Vince McMahon squashed it. He squashed it. 
put his just rubbed his his fancy gator shoes or whatever the heck he wears and just stepped out and squished it. So it's 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 almost like hip. It's a little bit hypocritical um, if that's the direction oh, that they're going. Oh, Matt. The, the WWE has never been hypocritical. <laughs> I mean, no? Come on. You don't think so? <laughs> no, never. That's not the WWE I know. <laughs> oh, God. It's it's wild, man. I mean, there's a lot of good yeah. people got let go. And I was yes. astounded because they were saying that WWE had 300 uh, before last week's cuts or two weeks ago's cuts. WWE apparently had 300 professional wrestlers under contract. Um, yeah, as of, as of a couple of weeks ago, 300. They were hoarding talent, hoarding yeah. talent for the sake of not wanting any other place to rise up and, and try to avoid what AEW has become. Yeah, look, it came back and bit them in the butt. So yeah, uh, that's kind of how that goes. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think we any of us should shed tears for WWE. They got not at all. No, Vince still has so much money uh, that like it's ridiculous. Didn't, I mean, they have some in reserves. I mean, they even said they have like ridiculous money in reserves, whatever that even means. Where did I see? Uh, some, I saw I read somewhere. Or I saw it somewhere where they were talking about how before the coronavirus thing happened, the project like WWE puts out their projected earnings for whatever the quarters are, and it was came in at like sixty six million something or whether. And then they did this they released all this talent because they said, you know, they were losing money and everything. And then they just put out new projections and it's like seventy five million now. Tired. They're making more yes. The, they even if they'd kept wow. all those people they let go, because I saw a report on this and I'm and I'm including like even the backstage people that let go. If they've kept everybody, they still would have made a profit this year. Yeah, yeah, it was completely unnecessary. And and from the yeah. rough f- estimation, it was said between like uh, WWE saved. And, and this sounds weird because like I deal with pro football. Like this sounds like a small amount of money to me, which is weird, even though I'll never see it in my life. They said that WWE saved between like four and five million dollars uh, by cutting all those all the all that talent. Um, and while I would love to have four to five million dollars. Dealing with pro football, like lower tier guys get four to five million dollars over the course of like one to two years, so it, it's it's uh, it, it was not necessary. But crazy, um, it's 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 tough because because uh, I mean right now they can't do a whole lot. And right. It's it, it's it's seriously it's it's mind boggling. But I'm you know what I'm glad I'm happy that those guys get the opportunity to kind of get over. Like Zach Ryder's been one. Um, he became like a. Like, for myself, I was all about Zack Ryder in 2010, 2011. All about him. Buying his merchandise all the time, looking for his action figure. I bought his DVDs. I was pissed when they when he lost the uh, U.S. title that first time, like, within a month. And then they just started burying him. I was pissed. I thought Zack Ryder was great. Um, but I'm glad a guy like him gets the opportunity to go and become a star. Uh, you know, once the indies open up. These guys are going to go, and they're going to get paid, and people are going to be interested in seeing them. Uh, Zack Ryder's like a huge one. Like I, ho- He's probably the one I hope ESW brings in the most. Uh, Empire State Wrestling. For those who you know, are maybe new to this, this show, uh, we, myself and Chris, we, we associate ourselves with ESW. Whoever really comes along, but um, I commentate for Empire State Wrestling. Chris uh, has the network as a sponsor of Empire State Wrestling. We're, we're we kind of we're in the haps, so to speak. And I, we really hope we really hope Zach Ryder. I, I really hope Zach Ryder is somebody that they decide to bring in at some point. That'd be nice, dude. I would, I would, dude. I would, that would probably be the only person I'd mark out for. I legitimately, <laughs> is Zach Ryder. because um, he's been. I mean, he's been around. When I did extra work back in 2013, dude, and Zach was kind of. Yeah, he 
this is 2013. He was kind of being used as a jobber in a way, and he did get a good stretch as kind of being a jobber. He was dependent, dependable, but he just looked sad backstage. Like I wanted to talk to him, and you know the protocol was to kind of not fanboy for a lot of these people, but I, like I wanted to talk to Zach because I, I did respect him and his work ethic and his ability to get over on his own. Like Zach, that whole internet championship thing and all that, that whole run he had doing the. Uh, well, that music video wasn't so good, but that whole run—that's how indie guys get themselves over. So he knows how to do it. He knows how to go about it. Uh, so I think he'll find good success on the independent level. Some of the other guys, I don't know. I, I don't know, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, like, I th- that's a good question. Like, who are the guys released or, uh, of the people released? Do we think can get themselves over? Zach Ryder's a great one. I think the revival can just based on their oh. match quality they can have. They've already got um, a point. Like they, they were, they were like they don't need the promotion for the push. The people already have. They they love them, yeah. man. We love those guys. Um, EC3 is trying to reinvent themself now too. You guys saw. I sent you guys that. Thing. Yeah. You saw. Did you ever yep. look at those those pictures and, and any of his other yeah. posts? Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, the you can see what these people can do when they're kind of given a little bit of a you know like, hey, I know my character. You know, yes. Uh, that's when it worked best in WWE is when the writers would actually talk to the talent and kind of get you know who the talent were. I mean, Stone, yeah, Stone Cold. Steve Austin has famously said Stone Cold was literally just himself turned up. Yeah, you know. So, uh, and you just got to learn to write for that, and that's kind of how it goes. And, and I know in AEW currently, uh, they don't really have writers. It's more that the people are kind of in charge of their own character and how they want to develop it pretty much. Yeah, as Brody Lee was saying that on, on Jericho's podcast, he was saying that, you know, when it came time from the cut of promo, they said, all right, you got, what was it, like uh, a minute and a half, two minutes? And he's like, all right, well, what do you guys want me to say? They're like, whatever you feel like you want to say. <laughs> it's up to you, man. It's all on <laughs> yeah. you now. There's no one, you can't blame anybody now. Right. Yeah. Which I like because that's, you know, it sounds way more real that way instead of being. You can tell when somebody's scripted. You yeah. just can. Uh, but yeah, and I think it's one of WWE's biggest faults, honestly, and probably why they uh, uh, that Vince feels he can blame his stars. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, not the writing. Also, it can't be the writing. But but, but also when the writing's working, uh, like for example, the you know the Otis and Mandy stuff that's going on right now, which was arguably the most interesting thing that was happening. Uh, they literally one of the people to let go was the lady who was writing that. So uh, what 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 does he know <laughs> anymore? I think Vince is definitely a very important person to us pro wrestling fans. Uh, you know the stuff he did and when the choices he made or in the big scheme of things were very important for pro wrestling. And I'm glad he did those things. Uh, I'm glad we had uh, you know the wrestlers that we had that he was smart enough to kind of strap a, a rocket to. But at the same time, he's just, and this just happens to anybody. This happens to anybody. Uh, you just kind of get too old or grow out of it. They say in basketball, and Matt, you can tell me if football is the same way, but they say in basketball, pro basketball, that a a coach, a head coach, probably can last on average, if they're good and they're winning, on average maybe three seasons tops before the players start tuning them out. A little bit. And that's why uh, Greg Popovich is a little bit of a, you know, a, a special special case. Right. Uh, yeah. But it, it's it's probably true. If they're not succeeding, if there's not a good system in place, there's there's very few coaches in the NFL that have had a, uh, I'm going to say, I'll say five-plus-year ten, tenure. Mm-hmm. It's Bill Belichick. It's Andy Reid. And I'm trying to think there might be a couple other ones uh, that have been around. But um, How long was yeah, Dungy with the Bucks? 
Dungy was Dungy. with the Bucks for a while, wasn't he? Before that, he built them all the way up to Super Bowl status, but never got got it. Not until what's his name came in. Chucky yeah, came Gruden, into town. Yeah, Chucky came in. The Gruden came in. Just <laughs> bizarre. But um, I feel like Gundy was with them for a while. I feel like he was too. I want to say like six years. I want to say six years, but I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, they were over the Colts and had a pretty long tenure. But I mean, I think as long as people are, you know, there's a winning system in place. If you're a guy like uh, for football's sake, we'll say Rex Ryan, who was here in Buffalo, he had a two year stint. Barely a two-year stint in Buffalo, and you ain't producing, especially with how much crap he talked. Players yeah. aren't going to buy in; it, it, they're just not going to buy. They're going to get fed up, and it, it's it's very apparent. Uh, so wins wins and stuff equals success, but uh, yeah, I, it, this I is not know, a good. This, this isn't good for the the relationship with talent and then management. Right. It's 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 you you need know. you need for any professional setting. You need both the talent and uh, whatever that talent is. You need both the talent and the head honchos in charge to at least sort of be on an understanding level with each other. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I've been watching, and I love it. The, of course, I'm an NBA nerd, but I've been watching this last dance. The Chicago oh, last I season just that, watched the first episode this it's morning. so good. Yeah. So good. And, and, and they literally told Phil Jackson, who had won five previous championships already for that franchise, that he was not coming back to coach, that they were going to fire him. They said he could literally told him he could win 82 games, which is as many games there are in a regular season. Never, ever been done. If you can read, you can win all those games and we're still going to fire you. Yeah, that was yeah. a highly contentious. I mean, it was highly publicized, contentious time between the Bulls and their GM at the time. The GM, yeah. this the way this makes it sound, everybody's like, this guy's a nice guy, but he was also kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and that proves yeah. it, right? Yeah. But I've also, like, yeah, I think it just kind of <laughs> depends. Uh, you know, I don't want to like vilify just one person because there's, but what I'm trying to say is if, if you're not at least on some sort of understanding and on some sort of, at least kind of on the same page, uh, you're lucky if you can get, uh, if anything lasts and is, and is a winning, uh, you know, sort of situation, the bulls, the only reason in my opinion that they even won that championship that year is you have Michael Jordan and he just wasn't oh, going to lose. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I didn't watch the rest <laughs> yeah. of the series. Yeah. Oh. For the late for the late nineties, I'm sorry they win the championship. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, I'm sorry no, but you're right you though. You know you you have to have that kind of understanding between the talent and the uh, upper management. And if you're not gonna, it's gonna fall apart. You can't just have one side. You can't have Vince saying, "Listen to me, my shit's good shit." You know what I mean? And w- whether or not you know it looks like it's failing, it's not, obviously not me. It's you people, right? You can't do that. You yeah. have to. You, you can't. It just can't. A real leader. A real leader. Yeah. If you consider yourself a leader, uh, make sure that uh, you know a lot of the blame is on themselves. I know some, of the, in my opinion, some of the best coaches uh, in pro or collegiate sports are the ones who recognize that hey, I could have done better here, and I'm not going to let you blame uh, the players yeah. because I was the one in charge of making plays and stuff. So blame me. Uh, those are the real leaders, in my opinion. It's not the ones who say, "Well, the reason we." Uh, the reason we lost is because uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen just weren't playing well. It's their fault. You would never, never do that. So why is Vince McMahon thinking that this is a good way to go? Uh, I don't understand how he thinks that, A, uh, this, is a, this is a good answer, and B, how does it solve anything in the future? It no. doesn't. <laughs> it it really doesn't, man. It's unfortunate. I feel bad for a lot of those wrestlers who are probably – yeah. Some of them probably wishing they got canned right now, to be honest with you. Uh, 
Yeah. Like, and I like if, I, if really I was in good. WWE, like, if I was, like, a lower-tier guy in WWE right now, and I, like, I didn't get a phone call that said I got fired, I'd be pissed. Crying. <laughs> Crying yeah. in a corner. Kill me. Because they're proven. Because <laughs> there are independent wrestlers who are proven. You can make a really good living on the indies. If you oh, are able to oh, put yeah. yourself over and really, you know, like, I think Joey Ryan's a great example. Literally, is never, uh, like, he was never in WWE, and he's not been in AEW. But that dude literally bought a house like a couple of years ago yeah. from indie wrestling. His, so. di- his dick bought a house. For yeah, him. literally. Yeah. <laughs> so you can make fun of that uh, dick flipping stuff all you want, but it bought the dude a house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. But he knows. That's the point. Like these guys, yeah. if you let them take their creative control in their hands, they will be as, as successful as they're going to make themselves. You can't wish it yeah. upon them or even force it upon them. You know what I mean? The people aren't going to take being force-fed. We already know that. We saw what happened with Roman Reigns and everybody else that was force-fed. You know, they're, they're popular for a bit. Then everybody hates them because it's too much of a push. And you got to let them yeah. do their thing, man. You got to. And then let the, let the crowd and let the story kind of unfold, like, organically. Yeah. I was going to bring this up, too. Uh I don't know if you guys have been watching this on the wrestling Twitterverse. Uh, our favorite people who, you know, the people who write the, um, what do they call them now? They used to be called the, uh, you know, all the people who would, like the melters and stuff. Oh, dirt sheets, dirt sheets. Yeah, the dirt, thank you, the dirt, that's the word I was trying to think of. The dirt sheets, all those people now are seem to be fighting amongst each other. Oh my it. God, really? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's pretty fantastic, uh, you know, um, so I highly recommend checking out that, uh, like, <laughs> Guys, we should make a, a, a we should put together a bracket of all the dirt sheet writers and then see who comes out oh, on top as I know the, our sh- next the shittiest. <laughs> oh, we're going to do a tournament. We're doing a tournament. We are doing a Let's tournament. Let's do it. Uh, we have to. I can think of two that are awful. Dave Meltzer usually pretty usually pretty dependable, but he's kind of a piece of shit. And then I'm going to go Brad Shepard. I can't stand Brad Shepard. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a if piece he got of shit, hit, dude. If if he got hit by a car, I would not I would not like be sad. He's but, legit human garbage, man. He is. He is. Everybody sh- everybody shits on him too. But I just want I just want everybody to know I don't want anybody hit by a car. I don't care if I hate you. <laughs> I just want to toss that out there. Oh, we do. Uh, oh, 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 I'm Johnny Townsend. I got the, I got the, I got the high ground. I'm Obi Wan over here. I got the moral high ground. <laughs> Don't do it, Anakin. <laughs> you underestimate my power. That's uh, awesome, dude. So, but you were my brother. <laughs> I loved you. I hate you. Uh, we could do this all day. But yeah, so that's kind of what that's kind of a wrap up of the news, man. What a fishy, unbelievable. Well, it's actually pretty believable at this point. A believable week in pro wrestling talk. It's been. Uh, I think we need to kind of before we end the news segment, uh, the Velveteen Dream stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Real quick, unbelievable. Uh, I, we don't want to comment on it a lot because it's still happening, and I don't feel we know the full truth yet. Um, at least I hope we don't. To be fair. Uh, but apparently he was allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly because he has came out and said that these, uh, these claims are not true. Allegedly he was sending inappropriate pictures to underage girls. Um, I think 17 and like between 15 and 17 were their ages, but, um, it's what right now it's a, she said, he said type deal. I feel, uh, and I don't want to blame somebody until it's proven that it was true. So, right. um, but I, if it is true, gross, uh, and he needs to uh, probably get jail time or something. But uh, and that'll be a big deal because right now they're pushing the crap out of him on uh, 
on NXT. Yeah, he's been groomed to be the next big star, so uh, that's yeah. this is going to be a series. And he's got so much talent. He legit has a lot of talent and a lot of charisma. Uh, so this would be a humongous, uh, terrible thing uh, that would happen. But, you know, again, we don't know the full story, but if it comes out that it is true, then I, we're going to put him to the flames. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because well, he should know better. You should know better. You what know, is it with honestly. what is it with some of these people? Like they get on top of the world, and like, it, 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 like I said, it is all we don't know the truth. If it is true, oh man, we're doing really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna send a picture of my wiener to an uh, underage child. <laughs> like, like yeah. what what is that logic? Like I, I, I don't get it. I don't How understand do you mess it. That up? Uh, but yeah, we won't harp on it too much. There's uh, definitely it, psychological things there. You know what I mean? It, oh, it, it definitely it, could be. It could be. Because I think one of the things they talk about when you see this kind of self-destructive behavior at the very, like for some of these people, is that they're not in real real control of their lives when they're shooting to the top. Everything's done for them. There's zero control whatsoever. So for them to do something like this, their their complete control and kind of like a dominant control thing, it's a weird. Do you know what I mean? It's totally weird, and it's I'm not saying there's anything right with it, but th- I think that was one of the things that I was reading in regards to like how people. Like because the way you just said that, how what what is it with people that do this? It's like they they shoot to the top. They they have everything that you know you would assume everyone's been you know going trying to achieve, and then they just self destruct like this. Like what are you thinking? I see it yeah. in football all the time, man. All yeah. of the time. It's oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I I would yeah, play. I, I would play for. I would do. I would do like sport like sports and that for half the money these guys are making and. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's hard to tell. It, it, it's hard. Well, I definitely wouldn't do what Velveteen Dream and um, Ellsworth and stuff have been accused and, and some some of them proven have done. But uh, it, it just I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. It's it's hard to watch as somebody who you know lives paycheck to paycheck. It's it's hard to watch uh, self destruction like that. It really is. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's. That's about it uh, for for the news, Jan. We almost forgot about bringing that up, but uh, so we'll follow us. We'll we'll be talking more about it as it as it unfolds. But yes, if it is true, Velveteen Dream is getting absolutely one hundred percent buried on this show, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but to and, and if it's and if it's hopefully uh, and if hopefully it's not true, uh, we'll sing his praises because he's he's quite good. He is. So. No, he definitely is. Uh, definitely is. But. Uh, let's let's lift our spirits up, lift the listeners and our own spirits up. We are going to do another draft in the spirit of the NFL draft this past weekend. We're going to draft uh, some non-WWE wrestlers going on in the world today. Uh, I'm excited to do this. There's a lot of talent out there. They're very they're featured very prominently, and I am excited to get into it today. Myself, Johnny, and Chris are going to draft five. F I V E five. Pro wrestlers not signed to or affiliated with the WWE at this current time. And this uh, is to add to our promotions, our, our new right. promotions we started a few weeks ago. Yes. Correct. Me being the owner of STD Wrestling. Um, <laughs> I'm C- C19W. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't remember what mine is. Jo- Johnny's is, uh, Johnny, your exotic Joe Limp Biscuit Wrestling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm really right. good. I'm really good at coming up with names. E J L B P E J L B W. Yeah, Tiger. The Tiger King's all about that nookie. Uh, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to run through who's in each of the promotions so far right now? Do you want me to run through uh, that real quick? So yeah. on that note, uh, let's yeah. get yeah, this thing started. I got. I got. Yes. Yeah. yeah run think- through the. Run through them. 
Yeah. Okay. Let's see. So uh, on Exotic Joe Limp Biscuit Wrestling, we've got The Rock, Mankind, Sting, Jericho, DDP, Big Show, Booker T, and William Regal. For C19 Wrestling, we've got The Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero, Shawn Michaels, Flying Brian Pillman, Big Van Vader, Chris Bent, whoa, Goldust, and Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> and then on std we've got stone cold steve austin hollywood hulk hogan goldberg owen hart scott steiner kane aj styles and woo david arquette they just made the list (laughs) they sure did let's add let's add some let's add some folks today um all right i got a great great idea to figure out who picks first all right okay i'm I'm thinking of a number between one and ten you guys let me know what you think it is All right, Chris, you go first. <laughs> My number between one and ten. Five. Oh, sorry. Three. Johnny, what All do right, you think? Six. The le- <laughs> I'm gonna go with seven. The letter C. Four. <laughs> Guys, you know what? It's I'm- crazy. I guessed it. I guessed it. It's eight. It's eight. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that was so, my fourth. Fo- that was my fourth pick. <laughs> so, right, so uh, that's going first. <laughs> so I randomly guessed it. Uh, so yeah, I guess that means I'll go first. And uh, Johnny, you were second closest with the letter C. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, it, it's but no, I don't mind. I don't mind going first. Not to not to toot my own horn. Um, yeah, I think you go all right, first. So for the first. Yeah. <laughs> So for the first selection of the uh, the non wrestler draft uh, and ninth pick overall for STD Wrestling selects the future of pro wrestling, the man with the hangnail that has caused him to be in an arm sling. I'm going to go Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, that is who I'm selecting. I think it's it's I think it's important. And you look at logistically, uh, he is the future. Whenever his injury recoups. Uh, gets fixed he is the future of pro wrestling and we, we can't say it enough and regardless he's a good promo guy even if he did you know even if this injury is like permanent he's still a great promo piece so uh, i'm gonna go mjf i'm gonna go mjf on this very very nice, nice. c19w was looking at him too you got him man <laughs> lucky guess man lucky guess and I... <laughs> sought after talent for sure <laughs> for sure uh am i going next then sure go ahead all right so i I think I'm going to go with Brody Lee. Um, a, you got a highly versatile big guy. He's a veteran. He knows how to work. He'd be really good with other people. Uh, and uh, judging by his current character, very intriguing stuff when he's allowed to kind of be his own creative uh, energy there. So I'm going to go with Brody Lee. I think he's a very solid pick for me here at uh, Limp Biscuit slash Exotic Joe. <laughs> Ve- <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Very, very, very nice. Dude, I've got to go see a show at that promotion. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going straight for it. One of the greatest in the world, one of the biggest draws. And uh, we you know we discussed when he was coming to America, we were like, man, you know, we just cannot wait to see him wrestling. Eddie Murphy? Exactly. Ivan Drago? Ivan so Drago? I pick, <laughs> I pick Eddie Drago or Ivan <laughs> Murphy. No, uh, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is yeah. going to be the draw Excellent. for C19W. Um, you know, you can't speak his praises enough. The dude is a worker. The man, he's the hardest worker. Put Doesn't give a crap about his body. He'll put his body completely on the line to sell 
Uh, and it's it's amazing, man. So we're we're pulling Kenny Omega. I like that. That's a big one. Nice, that's nice. That's a nice big one right there. Uh, so she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to? Uh, that's a nice adequate one. That's what I. That's what I. Get told. <laughs> do you guys want to snake draft this one? Like Chris, you go again and work our way back to me, and that we can do that. Ooh, that'd be fun. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Oh man, who do I pick from now? Then. All right. Oh, you know what? I'm picking this gentleman because, like Chris Jericho, phenomenal in the way he just kind of reinvents himself. Broken Matt Hardy. Ooh. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, he's obviously a creative person too. So you're going to be able to kind of, you know, oh yeah, get off of that. For yeah, him, exactly. When he's well. when it's time for him to retire from C19 wrestling, he's going to work the back. He'll be he'll be big time story writer. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. There you go. All right. Um, I think for my next one, I'm going to go with a guy who the WWE just just I don't know why they didn't go with this guy because he had he has everything. I'm gonna go with Rusev. Oh, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Rusev. I think the guy's uber talented. He's great on the mic. Um, I remember when he first, you know, appeared in WWE. And he was like this monster heel. Man, he was so good. And then he also was really good on the mic. We found that out soon too. Um, he's got a great personality. Uh, I'm going Rusev all the way. That's a good one. I like that one. That that was probably the one of the most shocking ones, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. How do you let somebody like that go? Yeah, I agree. All right, so I'm going to do one, and I'll snake it back to you, Johnny. So uh, my first pick, well, my next pick is going to be a man, another man who I think WWE mishandled tremendously. Great amateur wrestler. Uh, I don't know if national champ. I think he was All-American at least. The All-American the all American. I'm going to go Jake Hager. Uh, I loved me some Jack Swagger back in the day, back in WWE days. I thought he was fun. His When they finally turned him face, I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. It was uh, against Rusev. So I think Hager's an excellent athlete, and I think he, he's in the perfect spot right now in AEW to, to shine and excel, man. Uh, so I'm going to go Jake Hager uh, for my 10th overall but second today. You know what I like about Jake Hager too. Now, what he hasn't had as uh, decorated of, of a career as Ken Shamrock did when he came into WWE, but he still has that legitness. You know what I mean? Like this dude yeah. knows how to put those holds in and knows what he can do to to break your arm or submit you or choke you out. Absolutely, he 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 does put a little bit of legitimacy on it and everything. So yeah, I it love is, it. It is a good look. Um, Very nice. And then for my next one, uh, I'm gonna go Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder. Oh, nice. Got I already said why I like him so much. So, Z- yeah. Zach. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, so, yeah, that is <laughs> that is my next one. Next one. Johnny, you are up, my friend. I am I am going to go with the current AEW champion, uh, Mr. Moxley himself. Oh. Uh, man, what a, what, a, what a way to prove that you were being held back, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, come at, yeah uh, man, Moxley kind of has it all. He, too, can talk as well. Uh, and I think he can be a big draw. So I'm going to go with Moxley. I mean, that's considering he's, what, the 10th guy on my list of drafts. Yeah. To have him at 10 is pretty dang great. And I'll tell you what, dude, that not even not even like he didn't come out with any fire promos or anything. It was that video package. It was a little subdued. It wasn't much. I mean, he was right. busting through a wall. But you know what I mean? It was almost kind of like, okay, okay, this is going to be good. And then the first time he showed up, man, the pop he got at the end of that pay-per-view. You got yeah. it. Yep. Very, very nice. Um. Let's see here. Okay, so I am going with uh, 
oh, geez, there's so many on my list, and I don't want you guys to take any of them. So I'm going to go with somebody um, who, for me, the first time I ever saw him was on AEW's very first ever pay-per-view before they were AEW. Uh, the All In, remember that when they were the, the whole idea behind the Elite putting on their first pay per view, uh, AEW didn't even exist yet. Oh yeah, and I'd heard, I'd heard of Pentagon Junior, mm. but I'd never seen him wrestle. And so when I saw his match against Kenny Omega, holy crap, it blew my mind. I'd never seen some of the moves they were doing and just just how you know intense this dude was. Uh, and then the gimmick, man, how sweet that looks, you know, the skull, the, the, the lucha mask. And, and I always love his kind of that little middle of the ring puppeteer kind of thing that he does, you know, where he does that little step forward and pulls his glove off. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it, like, it's so simple, but it gets such a huge pop. It's it. No, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So Pentagon Jr., my number three. Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, you get one more, and then Johnny, we're gonna give you to catch oh, up. That's we're right. Gonna, we're gonna give you three. Want to be two? We'll give you two in this next round. Okay. All right. So uh, I go again. Yep. Yep. Well, alrighty then. So I am gonna go with um some raw talent, some amazing, amazing raw talent from the other side of the world, from the far east. Uh, I'm talking about Kota Ibushi. Uh, if you've ever seen this guy wrestle, phenomenal, phenomenal athlete, uh, amazing wrestler, great storyteller in the ring. And the fact that I'm putting him on my list means we might get another Golden Lovers reunion tag team at C19W with Kenny Omega. So Kota Ibushi, welcome to the family. Very nice. 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 All right, for my next one, I'm going to go with because I honestly, honestly think not only is this guy really good and he tells good stories in the ring, but also it's obvious he's really good at even starting companies. I'm going to go with Cody. No, nice. Uh, I believe he'll be a huge asset, both not only as a wrestler, but as a backstage guy. So I think I'm getting a two-for-one deal on this. Very nice. Uh, so I'm going Cody, and then I'm going again. I'm going one more time, right? Yes, yes, you get another pick. Yep. Okay, I think I'm going to go Darby Allen. Darby Allen. I think this guy has so much potential. Definitely. Uh, uh, man, and he's such a unique personality and look. I don't know if I've seen anybody uh, exactly like him before. Uh, and he just intrigues me. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Darby. Okay. I love the fact that the, he's, a, he's a legit skateboarder. Like, I love that because I yeah. grew up skateboarding. I grew up watching skate videos. And so the, the thing was is you'd want to get the videos where you'd see some gnarly wipeouts. You know what I mean? And so yeah. – I've seen some of his his stuff, and the guy has zero fear for his body. So when you take that and transition it into the world where he's got to put his body on the line in, in certain situations, his coffin drop from who knows where he's going to throw it, you know, when when he wants to go daring. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love it, dude. And he's got the and he's got the face paint and yeah. stuff. So this guy is marketable on top of all this. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, th- I don't think I can go wrong with Darby Allen. Very Not good. at all. Very good. Uh, I'm going to go, let's see. So I get to, Johnny, what are you up to now, 12? Uh, that was my fourth pick in this draft. Oh, yes. 12th overall. But, okay, um, yes, that makes sense. So yep. you'll have two on the next run. Um, I'm going to take two here. Orange Cassidy, first and foremost. Little, we'll call it personality. We'll call him a, we'll call him a personality. The most lackadaisical wrestler, whatever his 
his uh, gimmicky thing is. But freshly squeezed Orange, Orange Cassidy is my next one. And I'm going to get a veteran in here, a uh, guy who's been around the block for quite some time. He helped upstart. He's one of the big three for TNA when it first came up. I'm going to go Christopher Daniels. Oh, he was on my list. Nice. Was he really? Nice one. Very good. Yeah, um, yes. Nice. I almost went Kazarian, but I, I think Daniels uh, is, is pretty good. The dude could still go, and he's up there. He's up there yeah. in age, uh, and he could still I was going to say, I was going to say real quick to back you up on what you're saying. Uh, if you get a chance, go back and watch Christopher Daniels in uh, TNA. Because mm. holy cow, that guy could freaking go. I mean, he still can go now, but when he was even younger, oh my, holy, holy freaking crap. <laughs> dude's awesome. Yeah. No, he's uh, no, he's fun to watch, man. I, I I miss like back in the day, like like that that was good TNA when it was Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Uh, you had our truth. Well, when he was Ron Kill, just Ron Killings. There there was a good mix mm-hmm. of guys like that would you know that are very comparable to what AEW is trying to do right now. It, it, that was those that was good TNA time. But that is uh, that's my five. That's my five. Nice. So I have to swing back, Johnny. Uh, you get your last one right here. I think this is your last one, right? Yep. Yeah, this should be my okay. last one. Uh, I am going to go with a guy on the indies who I have great respect for. Um, and not only – he also has a great podcast, a couple great podcasts too. Arn Anderson? Uh, no, I'm going to – believe me, the second that we do something where I can pick Arn Anderson, uh, your boy picks <laughs> But uh, – uh, um, I'm going to go with the man scout, Jake Manning. Okay. Uh, this guy is an all-around great worker, and he can do serious matches, and he can do comedy matches. I mean, he legit wrestled wrestled a tent before, so <laughs> this guy can go and can be really entertaining. And on top of that, the guy's a freaking wrestling wrestle uh, uh, encyclopedia. Uh, man, you just name somebody, and it doesn't matter how obscure they are, and he knows at least one little thing about that yeah. person. So. Uh, I'm going to go with him. I think he not only be a great wrestler and a great talent, but also a really great resource. Okay. Oh, for sure, dude. He's done everything in wrestling except sell popcorn. So yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. So I don't know why he just doesn't sell popcorn. What? So he's even done that. I mean, that's gonna that's done. gonna be like our my goal. Say when we meet him, hand him a popcorn. Say hey, can you give it to that guy so he can give us a dollar, and then we can say he's done it. Um, yeah. I'll just let him sell me the popcorn. I'll give him a dollar for it. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, who am I gonna pick here? Because I've got. I've got personalities because I need personality. You know, you need the entertaining aspect. You guys have got some entertaining guys, um, but I've got workers. I've got the draws. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go with the the entertainment. The because you, you do need the comedy wrestling. You do need the you know. You have to round, round it out. You can't have just everybody be hard workers because then, I mean, you could it'd be a great promotion, but you still need you need good times, right? Absolutely. So uh, we were just talking about him earlier, man. Joey Ryan. I'm picking Joey Ryan. The man with the schlong. <laughs> Doesn't get much more entertaining uh, yeah. than that. Uh, no, no dude, exactly. Perfect. Uh, he's ex- and I, extra and I, gimmicky, and people love him. Exactly. And his dick. And ex- uh, that's the thing. It'll, he'll be a nice draw, and, and we'll always have those you know those matches where people are going to see, I want to see him get flipped. You know, Joey Ryan flipped this dude. And so, uh, can you, yeah. Can you imagine Kota Ibushi against Joey Ryan? Oh, man. <laughs> Has Pentagon Jr. ever gone against Joey Ryan? Because if so, I got to see that. I match. feel like it's. I'm sure it's happened. Because Joey Ryan wrestled just about damn near everybody that's good on the independent yeah. level, and with his and yeah. people eat it up. They're like, 
Uh, these guys, like these serious wrestlers, they want to do the dick gimmick, the dick toss thing. Yeah, uh, it's un, it's it, it's weird. But it, 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 it's, and that's not to take away. Yeah, and that's not to take away from the actual hard worker no. that he is, though. Because you know, before that gimmick, he was he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal on the indie scene. You know what I mean? He used to work with yeah. Candice LeRae. What was the name of their their little tag team they had together? It was some. It was a cutesy I, name I, or something. I can't remember it. Yeah, now. I don't remember. But they're legit, really good friends in real life. Um, uh, but yeah, they did a lot of great work together uh, if if you're not into the whole because i know some people just don't care for that style of comedy if you're not into that uh see some of his earlier work because the dude can go yeah for real yeah he's really good that so that's my five all right we're so so we got our fives let's do we want to go back over yeah let's recap uh johnny we'll start off with you i got brody lee Ooh. and i got moxley then i got cody then I got some Darby Allen, and then I rounded off with some amazing uh, man scoutness with Jake Manning. Right. Gorgeous, Chris, uh, Kenny Omega, Matt Hart, Broken, Matt Hardy, Pentagon Junior, Kota Ibushi, and Joey Ryan. All right, very good. I have MJF, Jake Hager, Zack Ryder, Orange Cassidy, and last and least Christopher Daniels. Uh, that is my five. So solid, solid indie name. Or well, I, we're not going to call them indies. Just we'll call them the not the 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 non-WWE brand guys. Uh, exactly. So very excited. Uh, that was a fun one. So now both of our total rosters are up to 13. Total nice. rosters up to 13. So we're, we're moving that moving pretty good. But that sounds like we're going to have to go into tag teams next or women's. We're going to have to start bringing some let's women's do some ladies some next. Let's teams. do some ladies next time. Yeah, let's do ladies. Let's do some ladies. Sweet. Yeah, I like that All idea. Right. Uh, also, uh, real quick before we end the show, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to this podcast, AEW Unrestricted. I don't know if you guys have listened to this, but it's Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards. She's the the, the rep, one of the reps for them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but but they interview different wrestlers and stuff. Uh, and this past one was Dean Malenko, Ooh. and I was blown away by it. Uh, I've always known Dean Malenko because I was a WCW guy, so I knew he was a good wrestler. Uh, but he seemed like man. I was like, I always thought, and it's just because of how he came off. Like man, I bet that guy's like really dry and boring in real life. The dude is hilarious. Yes. He's very, very funny, and he's very funny in this episode. So, and they've and all their interviews that I listened to on there have been really good. They've interviewed everybody from Malenko to Cody. So, um, if you want to get behind the scenes in AEW, that's a good way to do it. Very nice. Yes, Tony Skiavone. I keep cracking up every time I hear uh, uh, Chris Jericho re- refer to him as Skiavone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Skiavone. So good. So um, good. But other than that, you guys have anything else to promote? Oh, guys, if you haven't ch- yet, uh, head over to our Facebook page. We do have a Harley Kayfabe podcast Facebook page, not just the Harley Kayfabe wrestling group. Yep. Uh, so make sure you follow us on the Facebook page to get in on a bunch of the, the fun interaction we got going. And you can also see uh, the pins we have for sale, Harley Kayfabe enamel pins. So hit us up if you'd like one for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, they're really nice. They're fancy. They're very fancy. Sweet. But all right. Uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up. Count us out. That's it. Take us home, boys. Oh!